Radio VUCA. You need to calm down. I will not calm down. I cannot believe you would do this. You're acting as if I've betrayed you or something. But, 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 but you have. In what way? Just tell me how much you gave him. What difference does that make? I'll be able to tell how far he can get before he has to come groveling back. I'm sorry, Denton. I, I've told you how sorry I am. How much was it? It was about 400 rand. Well, that's not an awful lot. I didn't think he'd run away. Well, he has. And he wouldn't have been able to if you and Silas and company hadn't given him all that money. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, too. I, I, look, I'm, just, I'm so worried. Oh, where on earth is he? Where do you think he would go? Well, part of me is hoping that he's gone back to his mother, but I doubt it. Not after the terrible abuse he suffered there, surely. Well, I'm not sure that that's even true anymore. Why not? When I spoke to his mother, she laughed and seemed to think that it was all very funny. Well, maybe she's embarrassed. We can't trust him, don't you see? He's taken money from you and from Silas. He's packed his bags. I'm convinced he tried to steal money from me a while back. Why should we believe anything he says about his relationship with his parents? I suppose you could be right. <sighs> Part of me is relieved, actually. That he's gone? I know that's a terrible thing to say, and obviously I don't wish him any harm, but it has been nothing short of a nightmare having him here. I find this all very sad. Did he say anything to you? Is there anything you picked up that might be able to give us a clue as to his whereabouts? He just said that he'd pay me back as soon as he could. But why didn't you tell me when he asked for the money, I mean? I don't know. I, I didn't want to cause any trouble. No, 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 you're right. It isn't your problem. I, I'm sorry that you're involved in all of this. Do you think he's gone off to buy drugs? I don't know what he's doing. Ah. Shorty? Hey, hey tell Mr. Fatakla. Do you have news for me, Shorty? I'm here at the taxi rank, man. What's he saying? Is Byron there? Does anyone know anything? Uh, me and Quicksticks, uh, we are here looking for Mandla. He was the last one who saw that Muhu nephew of yours. And what does this Mandla have to say? Oh dear, who is this Mandla? Uh, that's the big thing that has got everyone crazy, eh? Nobody can find Mandla. He went on this very long trip and no one knows when he'll be back, eh? Is everything okay, Miss Melissa? Yes, Inny, why? I mean, with the savings here, has the waiter been looking after you nicely? Oh, yes, she's a total doll. And she's been polite and efficient and everything has come on time to you? Of course, my love. Everything's totally perfs, as usual. Are you all right, innocent? Uh, yes, Mr. Takananda, I'm fine. You seem uh, stressed. No, 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 I'm fine. But if you need anything, you must ask me. Oh, I know what's happened. What? Carlos left for Italy, and Innie's in charge. Of course, and you're doing your job best, and in manager, very, very beautifully. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mr. Otakananda. What's she doing in Italy, doll? She's visiting her parents. Oh, Stan? <gasps> Italy is just the most romantic place. Oh, I'm so totes jealous. And you feel all right in the management position, Innocence? You, you don't feel too, too nervous? Oh, oh, oh nervous? Oh, oh, why nervous? Oh, you know, uh, sometimes it's hard transitioning uh, from just an ordinary staff member to the person who has to run the place. But Innie's basically been running the kitchen for Eves now, Anil. Uh, true. Oh, the staff here are very supportive. It's all going well. Oh, 
I wish Rubes was around to see you in action, babe. He would totally love it. Uh, no, he would just see me working here normally like he always does. Um, no, you're in a position of power now that is a major turn on for a guy. Right, Anil? Uh, well. Oh, Miss Melissa. Oh, you're blushing, babe. Oh, oh you mustn't talk about Ruben like that. Oh, touching a nerve there, hun. I don't feel very powerful, Miss Melissa. I feel like I'm panicking all the time. I just want everything to be right. So maybe it's better that Ruben isn't here. Oh, so, uh, like, what are your major responsibilities? Hmm? What's it like living the life of a super chic and totes in control restaurateur? <laughs> oh, you make it sound so fancy. But it is fancy. Carlos Cochina is one of the most stunned places in town, hun, and you're running it. I still just do my normal duties in the kitchen. The food and the menus and everything. But Carla wants me to make sure that all the customers are happy too. And then I have to do the cashing up and all the banking and stock orders. Oh. Ooh, you are just business personified. If you need any help and guidance, uh, you must just say the word. I'm sure I could get pretty lucky to come in uh, if you feel stretched. Anil, Innie is completely capable of doing this. Of course she is. It's just enough. Oh, thank you. All I want is for the customers to be happy because Carla is so good at making sure people feel comfortable. So I don't want to let her down. And so are you, my love. She is going to be so happy with the job you've done. Absolutely. You're hands on. Morning. <laughs> oh, how's it, babe? Oh, hello, Miss V. Innocence is running Carla's Cucina for a while and she's doing the most marvelous job. Oh, congratulations, Innocence. I'm sure you'll be fantastic. How are you, V? Is Harold back from filming? Yes, yes, he is. And he's taken Faith off my hands for a little while this morning before he has to do his show, which is wonderful. Oh, you must enjoy this time to yourself. Mm, I'm glad that he's back with his family and spending time with his baby. Oh, I agree. I mean, I totes love Harry, but it must be very hard for you playing single parents while he's away. We think about the money and it makes it all easier. But still, it can't be easy. Melissa, with the way I'm feeling about Harold right now, the further away from me he stays, the better. All done now? You're finished? Mercifully, yes. We did all the pickups for the movie and it's looking good. Good. It's always frustrating to film a movie and think you're finished and then have to go back. Well, things like that happen, I suppose. <laughs> yes. But I have to get back into character and find the head space again. It's hard for an actor. And uh, how are things at home? Why? What have you heard? Well, uh, Melissa mentioned that things weren't going very smoothly. Yes, well, Melissa should really try and keep confidential things just that confidential. Oh, don't be so hard on her, Harold. Doc, if I wanted the details of my private affairs bandied about, I'd take out advertising space in some tabloid. When I spoke to Melissa, I expected her to keep quiet about it. But it's Melissa. I don't want the whole world to know what's going on in the Whitfield Leach household. Next time, she'll be the last person I go to for help. But she's worried about you. We all are. It's private, Doc. Uh, yes, I know that, but we're like a family here. We all want our colleagues to be happy. Look, the fact that Samantha Brown arrived on my film set almost threw a spanner in the works. But I managed to avoid her and everything is fine. Are you sure? Of course I am. And Veronica, uh, does she feel that way too? Are you suggesting I don't know how my own wife feels about the situation? I'm saying that when you were away, V was very, very down, Harold. I've never seen her like that. Yeah. Well, she's fine now. 
I have to say I'm at a complete loss as to why Samantha would do what she did. Why would someone want to cause trouble like that? Some people are desperate, Doc. They'll do anything for attention. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, V is a little bit fragile right now. But I'm back, and I'm sure things will settle down and everything will return to normal before we know it. Are you sure you're up to it, Denton? I don't have a choice, Doc. Reuben's away, and Whitfield couldn't do this job if his life depended on it. Harold's manned the control room before. Mm, not very well. Are you sure you're not too distracted? I'll be fine. Have you had anything? From my delinquent nephew? No. I'm sorry. You must be worried. His mother says this is completely normal. He disappears from whomever he's been sponging off for any given period of time, and they're lucky if they hear from him again. Uh, it's very bad behavior. It's revoltingly rude. That's how he arrived at your place, though. Completely out of the blue. Well, I wish his next sponsors the best of luck. I wouldn't wish him on my worst enemy. You seem very angry, Denton. Of course I'm angry, Doc. He's basically stolen money from my friends and colleagues. Silas and Mrs. P gave him money, and he said he'd pay them back, but he won't. And he's left without so much as a thank you or a gift, like a bottle of wine or a, a pot plant. Oh, yes. I'd forgotten you're a pot plant kind of person. Oh, oh, oh I love an orchid, Doc. A nightmare to keep alive, but very elegant. Uh, yes. Anyway, the point is that he owes people money. You'll only see that money again if he comes back. And then a visit to the police station might be in order. Oh, that would give him a wake-up call that I'd pay money to see. Okay, so I think I might know something. About what? Yeah, because you can know things about normal things, and that's a okay. But when you start knowing things about not-so-normal things, then we have problems. Yeah, sure, Timan, it's a not-so-normal thing. <laughs> I know. What do you mean, not-so-normal? Uh, what is it about, Silas, my China? Byron. Mr. Fadaklis' Muhu nephew. That's the one. Uh, have you heard from him? No. What exactly do you know? I mean, I don't know. I think I might know because of something he said to me a while back. Before he left? Yeah. Uh, what was it? He came to me a little while ago and asked if I knew anyone going up north to Zim. Yeah? No. Yeah. Hey. What did you say? Well, he said it was for someone he knew who needed to get there. But he was actually talking about his own self. Well, I know that now. Uh, did you tell him you could help? Well, I told him I'd ask around. Okay, but then you didn't actually do anything wrong. Yeah, except, uh... No, no, why did you have to say that? What? Except, because now I know that maybe you have said something to Byron to help him get to Zim. And I have to think of Mr. Fadaklis' red angry face in front of me with his eyeballs almost popping out of his head while he yells at us. You didn't do anything. Yeah, it was me. But I'm your friend, and everyone knows you get judged by the company that keeps you. Ah, please, Monsieur Diman. Uh, what did you say to that lady? I told him that I might know some taxi drivers who sometimes take trips up north. Ah, so uh, that's why he was borrowing money. He needed to pay for the trip to Zimbabwe. Yo, what does this Muhu want to do in Zimbabwe? Look at that face. Oh, I just want to pick her up and squeeze her. <laughs> Don't you dare. We just got her down. I wouldn't. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Come, let's get out of here. We're going to have to wake her up in an hour for crèche. Let's not think about that now. She'll be grumpy. Let's think about that after we've had breakfast. Shh. Quietly. I am, I am. Oh, Glory. It's okay, she's asleep. 
Okay, let's run for it. If she cries again, we're leaving her to deal with it. Deal? Deal. Hooray! Breakfast with the wife, 15 minutes. Getting daughter to sleep, 12 hours. Parenthood? Priceless. <laughs> <laughs> Not so loud, silly. Okay, okay. Eggs poached or scrambled? Poached. No, scrambled. Scrambled it is. I'm sorry, darling. Hmm? I'm sorry about... I, I'm sorry about everything. Oh, I... I was so... Horrid when you were away. And I'm so sorry for not taking your calls and, and refusing no, Vee, to... Vee, you're not going to wash that pot now, are you? Huh? Leave that pot for later. I'll wash it after breakfast. But that sauce from last night gets so hard if you don't get it off... Who cares if I'm washing the pot? I was in the middle of apologising to you. I know you were, love. Sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't wash the pot. Shut up about this stupid pot. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Carry on. As I was... As I was saying, I'm, I'm sorry for not taking your calls and being uncommunicative and mad, but you know I find it so stressful being alone with Faith when you're away, and the fact that 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 brown vixen was on the film set gave me this this terrible panicked feeling, and I know I was being paranoid, but I couldn't help it. So, so I'm I'm sorry. Apology accepted, my love, and I'm sorry for not telling you that Samantha was on the set when I first saw her. Coffee. Tea. Do you think you've married to a mad woman? <laughs> yes, I'm very glad about it. Ha! Uh, it's quite flattering. After all these years, you know, how much you care. Flattering? <laughs> In a way. Don't look so horrified. But it's so awful feeling jealous and suspicious. It's the worst feeling. I resolve here and now to never feel jealous or suspicious or anything resembling those feelings regarding you. Ever again. <laughs> tea bags, tea bags, tea bags. Look at you. Away for a few days and you're lost. Ah, here <laughs> we go. Harold, darling, you need to promise me something. Okay. You must never use Melissa as a go-between ever again. Darling, I had no choice. She was my best bet for reaching you. If Reuben had been around, I'd have spoken to him. But you know how I feel about Reuben and you. No. How? He makes me jealous. Oh, what nonsense. He does. He's got that whole mystic boar thing going. <laughs> that what? <laughs> oh, please. You talk such rubbish. As if I had eyes for anyone else. Do you not? Of course not. Come here. Oh, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> It's lovely. Uh, because if you'd like it warmer, we can heat it up. Cappuccinos are supposed to be served warm, but a lot of customers prefer theirs hotter. In essence, it's great like this. And you, Quentin, how's yours? Perfect. Best ever. Oh, really? Or are you just saying that? I'm saying... I'm saying everything's great, Ma. You've got to chill out on the whole customer service vibe before you burst something. Eh? Uh, Carlos is quiet with you running it. Everything's cool. You mustn't be so worried about everyone. I'm not worried. I'm, I'm making sure. Yeah, well, you make sure too much. Just make with the chill vibes. So you're saying I'm making you feel unrelaxed? Am I irritating you? No, no Quentin, what he means is, in a sense, uh, you have a, a bit of a tendency to hover. Like a hovercraft? Uh, no, not like a hovercraft, uh, Quintops. Uh, like a, a, a concerned person. Oh, so I'm too concerned. Yeah, no, maybe but... a little. 
Oh, no, that's very concerning. <laughs> it's nothing to worry about. All you need to do is trust the fact that everyone's enjoying themselves. All right. You can't force every single customer to have the time of their life. Oh, was I doing that? Well, uh, force is maybe too strong a word. Oh, no, I hope I haven't offended anyone. You haven't. Of course you haven't. Uh, everyone thinks you're a quiet sweetie pie. And I want to live here on one of your couches and, and see your face every day. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll be fine. You just need to take the concerned hovering down or not. Consent hovering down. All right. But you know, I'm not used to being the hostess. It's difficult when you start. You're doing brilliantly. And you are used to being the hostess. It's uh, just like at your home. When you have your stockfell ladies over for supper or whatever. Oh, oh yes. I, I never thought about it like that. Hey, good point, Opuntops. But it's different. Because that's my home and no one is paying. Then just pretend this is your home and no one's paying. Just don't let them leave without paying. <laughs> morning, 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 morning. Yeah, say say last morning. Extra strong filter and a full breakfast. Ah, oh, ma. Hey, you know me so well. Thanks. I'll just go put the order through. Uh, see you now, now. Uh, thanks so much, ma. Yeah, you look muh young. Early jump. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Shayla, you're looking good. Ah, thanks, Mr. Watakananda. Uh, healthy, I mean strong. Yeah, like he man. <laughs> By the power of Grayskull. Ah, man. <laughs> Shut up. Ah, uh, do you mind if I take this? No, no, no. Go in. Hello, this is Silas. Hey, man, it's me, Byron. Hey, you, you, you little criminal. Where's my money? Be cool, man. You'll get it. Don't tell me to be cool when, when you've run off to hell knows where with my money. Okay. You lent it to me. On the understanding you wouldn't vanish from the face of the earth. Listen, I'm still on earth. I just want you to tell my Uncle Denson that I'm okay. And he mustn't freak out. Call him yourself. I'm not your messenger, sir. I can't. He'll flip out. He's flipping out already. People tend to do that when the members of their family disappear. Okay, well, I'm not disappeared. I'm here. Where is that? I can't say. What? You phoned me to tell me to tell your uncle that you're okay, but you don't tell me where you are. I got my reasons, okay? Just tell him. Tell him yourself. Please, man. My battery's going in ya. I didn't steal anyone's money and I'll be... Baron. Baron! Ugh, man. Hello? What naggy dude from the Spatch? I don't know. But when I see that kid again, I, I'm going to wring his neck. of short stories by Renirwa Malachi called Love Interrupted. I found the stories in the volume moving and often extremely profound. Some are better than others, but they give a fascinating glimpse into a world where poor rural people come into contact with the more privileged, educated classes in the urban areas. I was interested in the manner the author chose to discuss abusive relationships, and the story of a breakdown of a marriage between two school teachers was particularly harrowing. If you're interested in reading new local fiction, then Love Interrupted is definitely for you. I'll have more short and sweet story collections for you after the break. Stay with Vuga. And you, Kiev. Thanks. Thanks for the book recommendation, by the way. Oh, glad you enjoyed it. Oh, them, I mean. The stories. Apparently, Renelo Malachi wrote the collection as part of a master's thesis in creative writing. Did she? Interesting. Well, you certainly couldn't do a master's in creative writing in my day. You couldn't do a lot of things in your day. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, it's a good thing anyway. What? That you couldn't do a creative writing master's? No, it's a good thing that you can do it now. Oh, yes. Uh, I think it's wonderful. 
more training for new young writers, more writers, more books, and more for me to read. Okay, so now, if you had one piece of clothing you would take with you, what would it be? Am I still stuck on a desert island? Yeah. Where? Where what? Where is this island? I don't know. It's an island. Who cares? Uh, what would you take? If the island is off the coast of Canada, I'll take something very different from what I'd take if the island is near Mauritius or whatever. It's a desert island. It's hot there. But what's a desert got to do with an island anyway, Shorts? Sush, you are so bad at this game. Aye, Shorty, man, it's not a game. I always thought desert was short for deserted. Like you're the only guy there, you know? I mean, if it's a desert island, there could be lots of guys there, hiding in the desert. Yo! The island is probably in the Middle East somewhere. I bet there are people on it. Game over. You lose. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Shorty, man. Yo! When I want to be serious, you never take me seriously. Sorry, Shorty. I didn't realize you were being serious. It's like the soccer match-fixing scandals. Aye, man. It's not like that. It is. I want to discuss a serious issue on Chibobo with Shorty, and you just want to joke around. Asking me what pair of shoes I would take to a desert island is not serious. Match-fixing is. Of course it is. Uh, I'm not saying it isn't. I, I just think it's better to keep our soccer talks light and fun, you know? How can we be light and fun when there's Skebengu's cheating all over the field? I don't know, brah. Yeah, you see, we need to talk about it. Okay, okay. Well, if we do, we need to balance the bad news with the good news. The good Shotishibobo news, for sure. worrying, isn't it? Very, yes. When I was Byron's age, I was getting into scrapes just like him. I'd hardly call this a scrape. No, I was even worse. When I was 13, I caught the train from Durban to Cairo at 2 in the morning. There's no train from Durban to Cairo. Yes, well, I didn't know that at the time. I got all the way to Johannesburg, but by then my parents had tracked me down and I wasn't allowed to go anywhere for a whole year. I even missed the Form 3 social. Terrible. So what I'm saying is... I think Byron will be absolutely fine. Not when I'm finished with him. Oh, nonsense. Now, let's get back to our mutual friend, Shakespeare. Which play would you like to direct for the Dramatic Society? Well, I've, I've always been rather... Comedy keen. or tragedy? That is always the question. Yes, or history. Pardon? History plays. Shakespeare's history plays. Oh, you mean all those Henrys? Oh, no. Antony and Cleopatra's a history. It's also a hundred hours long. It can be cut. And I don't like snakes. How but about... what happened to comedy of errors? The society isn't keen. It was done just a few months ago by a rival group. Rival amateur dramatic societies. Heavens. What about Macbeth? Oh, too much blood. Where will we get it from? We won't use real blood. Not human blood. I thought we'd have to... I don't even want to hear what you thought. Taming of the Shrew. Brilliant, yes. Oh, wonderful. Taming of the Shrew it is. Hurrah! Oh, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm just going to have to take this. Denton, hello. Hello, Uncle D. Byron, where the hell are you? The gall of it. Here I am, worried out of my mind, and he just casually phones to say hi. And then in the middle of the conversation, it transpires that he's on holiday. Uh, what is he? Vic Falls. Sure. Yeah. A little brat. Oh, I'm quite jealous. Anil, that is not helpful. Uh, but come on, Mr. Far Douglas. That's a liquor place to be just somewhere hanging out. Yes, I know that, Quinton. Why do you think I'm so angry? I should be the one having a lavish holiday at Victoria Falls. Not him. He should be in... In jail for theft. Ah, oh, but he didn't take that much money from Silas and Mrs. P. Denton. How was how he affording it? 
I suppose that all depends on how much money he arrived at my apartment with in the first place. Uh, is he OK? Yeah. Uh, what's he doing there, anyway? He's river rafting and bungee jumping. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what's so funny? <laughs> the way everyone's been going on, I thought this young nephew like of yours was some kind of diamond smuggler. Is that all he's doing? What do you mean, is that all, Quinton? He's behaving irresponsibly and recklessly and... and then, then, he's behaving like a normal 18-year-old boy. That's what 18-year-old boys do. He took money from my friends and colleagues, Anil. I'm utterly mortified. Well, if he'd come to me and asked me for money to go river rafting and bungee jumping, I would have given it to him in a heartbeat. Really? Of course. He's trying to find himself footstops. He just wants adventure. Uh, you know, Mr. WhatsApp, I've always been interested in doing that shark cage diving stuff. You know? <laughs> nice try, Gwendolyn. How can you take his side like this? It's not about taking sides, Denton. It's about what's best for the boy. What about what's best for me? I think what Byron is doing is inspiring. He had a dream and he made it come true. You should both start a help Byron pillage the pockets of his uncle's friends fund. You two and my meddling neighbour. Uh, does Mrs. P also think it's marvellous? Oh. When I told her where he was and what he was doing, she even said that he could keep the money she'd given him. Yes, like that's generous. Byron can do no wrong in her eyes, ever since he told her all that nonsense about being abused by his father. You, you don't know that it was nonsense. My sister said... Your sister would probably say anything to protect her husband's reputation. Byron has done something very healthy, Denton, far healthier than spending all his time in a gym around muscle-growing substances. I suppose I should be grateful that he called... And he phoned Silas, too. He must have called Silas just before he called me, because as soon as I hung up, I had Silas on the other end of the phone saying he'd just spoken to Byron. So, this Oki is kind of doing things right, huh? I am so angry with you. Oh, all's well that ends well, Denton. At least you know where he is and that is okay. It's not like he's run off and joined the French Foreign Legion or something. Part of me wishes he had. It's... Uh, have you seen her? Uh, sorry, what's going on? Who? Uh, Miss Melissa, uh, have you seen her? Uh, not me. Uh, she was here earlier, but she seemed very uh, out of sorts. Uh, she just got up and left. Sure, it's bad, except. What happened, Shorty? Oh, I knew something was wrong. It couldn't have been anything I said, because I, I hardly even spoke to her before I knew she was gone. Maybe she had to go and prep her radio stuff. I have very bad news. Very bad very sad news. Okay, I don't know if I want to hear this. Enough with the dramatics, you two. Just tell us. Yeah, okay. So, wait till you try to call me. Jean-Pierre. All the way from Canada? I told you it was bad. But why? Hey, sh quick sticks. Because I'm the number one person a brother will call for comfort when they are feeling lonely and sad and desperate and so terrible that they want to climb into a hole and curl up in a little bowl and cry forever and ever and ever, exhale. Good grief, Shorty. So, so something's wrong with uh, Jean-Pierre? Yeah? I know. Yeah, but, but you just said someone calls you when they feel sad. It was just... just an example. I was making an example of how I'm the guy Tell to call... Tell us what's what... going on, Shorty. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Chucky Chuck Face is a bit of a two-face. Melissa's boyfriend. What has he done? He's engaged, Munna. Huh? He's engaged to be married to another tutti-frutti lady. <laughs> There, there, sweetheart. It's going to be all right. It's not me. Nothing will ever be all right again. Just calm down. Just breathe. Take deep breaths in and out. 
All right. Now, how do you know this, Melissa? Maybe it's not true. Why would Jean-Pierre call me and tell me that awful, terrible news if it wasn't true? Well, maybe he's wrong. Maybe his information is wrong. No, V. He would make sure it was 100% true. Jean-Pierre would never tell me a thing like that if he wasn't sure. All right. Now, how does he know? Charles announced it. It's all over the Canadian press. He announced his engagement to this woman a few hours ago. JP saw it in the papers and he made some calls and managed to confirm it. Who is she? Some socialite. Some Kim Kardashian character wannabe. Oh, Melissa, I'm so sorry. How could he do this to me? We were... He said he loved me. He told me he wanted to marry me. Maybe it's a publicity stunt. Maybe some journalist got the story wrong. Or or, or maybe it's an advertising campaign thingy for some product or something and he just hasn't found the time to tell you yet. No, 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 V. Please, this isn't helping. Oh. He's a liar and a cheat and he used me. He totally used me. And I need to accept it. Have you spoken to him? No, of course not. I've been trying to call and I can't get hold of him. I I just need to speak to him, V, to find out why, how, how could he do this? Are you going to be able to go on air like this, Melissa? Oh, Oh, dear. I have to, babe. Birds and fashions needs me. I'm a pro, and the show must go on. How many? Three million. Really? I didn't know it was that many. That's how many homes the government has built in the last 17 years. Oh, well, 1994 to 2011. So how many people is that? 13 million They've given homes to 13 million people. That's what the figures say. I had no idea. A bit of a good news story today. Mm, Yes, and I need it. All I want right now is to be bombarded with positivity. You're worried about Byron? Not so much worries. He's just plain enraged by his behavior. Yes, but you're worried too, Dantani. You're allowed to be. He's your sister's son. Fine, Doc. Yes, I am. I won't tell anyone. Thank you. At least we know he's all right. Yes, at least. You'll be okay today to focus on the show in there? Yes, yes, of course. I'm just glad we're looking at something good today. I can't deal with any more negativity or complaining right now. I feel like everywhere I turn, people are complaining, 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 and no one has any solutions. Well, we do need to talk about service delivery protests and highlight the problems, uh, challenges when they come up. But today, are we simply looking at statistics, or are there any developments? It's the CHP, Comprehensive Housing Plan. It's been approved by Cabinet, and now we start the massive task of eradicating informal settlements. That'll take forever. (laughs) There I go, harping on the negative again. Hopefully not. It seems there's a plan in place and they want to do it in the shortest time possible by upgrading the areas and providing basic services. Well, it's long overdue. The minister has made it his mission to make an impact on the quality of life of 500,000 households by 2014. I can't tell you how many times I thank my lucky stars for having a roof over my head when I drive past an informal settlement. Oh, you know that Innocence's aunt lost her house a few years ago? No, how? It burned down. Oh, really, Doc? It was too terrible. Innocence told us this terrible story. 
And ever since then, I've been researching the housing issue and finding out what we are doing as a nation to tackle the problem. We've been in very deep conversation and negotiation, and I'm happy to say that it's all systems go. Oh, good. Naomi Hershowitz is very excited about it. And she's happy for me to do shrew? Of course. Taming of the Shrew is her favourite comedy. Oh, it's simply delicious. Isn't it? I can't wait. So, then I should start setting up auditions. If you need any help, don't hesitate to call. I can phone people from home and help coordinate things. And I also know a very good designer. I'll put him in touch with you. <laughs> At the rate you're going, you'll be directing the show as well. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> I have no doubt that you know your Shakespeare, Mrs. P. I really do. But you're a consummate Shakespeare expert. I'm sure what I know would pale in comparison next to your wealth of knowledge. Oh, go on. The Drama Society isn't going to know what hit them. Uh. Your touch and talent and expertise are going to breathe life into the work of their beloved bard. You are being far too kind. <laughs> I haven't been this excited about something in a very long time. Not since Frodo learned how to use the cat flap I had installed in the door connecting the lounge with the balcony. Oh, well, that's, um, that's lovely. So I'd like to be involved in any way I can. Perhaps I could even be your PA. It would mean so much if I could enjoy this with you. You serious? More than you know. Well, that would be wonderful. I'd like that very much. Oh, good. It would help me a lot, actually. I still have to focus on my job at VUCA, and I really don't want to overcommit to something at the risk of something else. I feel like I'm about to start an adventure. It's like I'm, I'm the Watson to your homes. Yes. Well, I'm not quite sure how that fits in here, but... Um... Because Shakespeare is like a glorious mystery, Denton. Ah. We're embarking on a challenge together, you and I, full of twists and turns and villains and little clues, and we're going to solve it together. Dear, we're shorty and Anil are this evening. Not really. Anil sometimes goes home to pretty Lata early. Good man. And short is probably out causing trouble somewhere. <laughs> not shorty. Ah, not major trouble, you know, short. He'd cause nonsense just by being himself. <laughs> I suppose so. It's nice to have some quiet time here at Brabu's. Sounds like you're a bit relieved at not having Shorty here, holding the floor. No, bruh, I dig Short. I mean, obviously, but he's the life and soul of the party. It's just cool to have a one-on-one, -on -one, you know? Mm. We've never really got to know each other, Silas. I mean, away from Radio Vuga. That's weird, hey? We see each other every day and we've never, ever had a good chat. Yeah, I suppose that's what happens when you work with people. You take it for granted. So, uh, is everything okay? I mean, uh, at home. How are you and V doing? Better, actually. Things are a lot better. V and I had a good chat, and I think we're back on track. Okay. That's cool. Yes. So then? Hmm? You seem uh, distracted. A bit sad, actually. Silas, well, yeah, I've, I've had a bit of a scare. What kind of scare? Um, a health scare. Finally got her to sleep. Shame. Poor little thing. Well, I was all set to get an early night, but just as I was off to bed, Pretty Lada called me from the lounge. She wants me to watch this movie with her because she's scared. Was it a scary movie? It was terrifying. 
I hate scary movies, but she said she had to see what happened. Then I wanted to see what happened. And there were corpses coming alive in the desert and, oh gosh, it was terrible. I couldn't get a wink of sleep after that. Oh no. Ah, that's nothing. I was in a scary movie last night. Oh yeah? In a movie? Mm. I dodged the bullet at the taxi rank. What? what? Yeah, flesh past my nose, I say. Shorty? Really? For sure. Quentin, did you know about this? Mm-hmm. He told me last night. No, man, short. What happened? I was just there by the taxi rank, minding my own business, when this guy in a fancy car pulls up. Like, pulls up so fast, it's like he just appears. Zweda! The window zaps down, he shoots. Bang! What? No. Uh, shoots at you? Ah, uh-uh. The driver who was standing next to my taxi. Good heavens. Who, who was he? Whoever he was, he got a bullet in his stomach. Oh, no. Was? Did he die? I uh, don't know. Call the ambulance. But I couldn't go any further, you know. It's not safe to get involved. Oh, of course. Oh, I'm so glad I wasn't there. Oh, Shorty, you poor thing. Uh, it was heavy, but I'm okay. Uh, see, <laughs> perfect condition. It's just awful that you had to go through something like that. I couldn't handle it. But so, did the shooter just drive away? Like a brick out of hell. <laughs> Bad out of hell. Bad brick bazooka. He was gone, it say. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, as long as you're all right. I'm fine. So you say you didn't know this guy, the guy who was shot? I'd seen him a few times. Uh, I knew he was a driver. Uh, what is he doing next to your taxi? What is this? Uh, am I on trial now? No, man, you're not on trial. I, I just want to know what happened. Uh, I don't know. He was talking to someone who just got off my taxi, I think. Gracious. I don't know how you and Quentin survive in that atmosphere. I, I really don't. Uh, mostly it's okay. But then you get some new guy who wants to run the show, and then there's bad times. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure you're not... Can I get you another coffee? <laughs> I'm fine. Are you sure? Uh, sure, for sure. I mean, are you all right, all right? You don't have post-traumatic shock, do you? I never. I'm okay. I got a big fight. But it all happened so fast. And then it was finished and cleared. I feel so sorry for the guy who got shot. But, yeah, I'm okay. Hmm. Ah, oh, believe me, I'm 100%. Good morning. Oh, well. Hey, hello, man. Now, here's a lady who doesn't look 100%. Oh, how are things, sweetheart? Uh, awful. I had a night from hell. Oh, no. Shorty got shot at. Dodged a bullet at the taxi rank. Oh, my actual word. But I'm okay. Are you? I'm not. Oh, poor thing. You get hold of the cheating Chuck. Couldn't. Just saying what we're all thinking. Ignore him. No, well, it's true. I mean, oh, you all know about my train wreck of a love life anyway, so I might as well fill you in. So I thought I'd never get hold of Charles because he wasn't answering my calls or texts. But then last night he eventually answered. I kind of wished he hadn't. What a worm. What a disgusting worm. Oh, what did that Muhu say? He said he was sorry in this totally lame way and then said how confusing life was or whatever. Did he say he was engaged? Yeah. When I interrupted him and asked him when he was planning on telling me he got engaged to someone else, he never really answered any of my questions. He just babbled on about soulmates and schedules and the snow and... I eventually put the phone down on him. Good for you. He sounds bossy. Mm, that chick took the gap. Sorry? 
you know, you weren't there, some chicky got in there. Got in there? The gap, you mean the gap between Canada and South Africa? The gap was too big. I should have closed it. How? By moving continents. Yeah? If I'd gone over there more often, this would never have happened. If you had gone there more often, you'd probably be stuck with this chucky two-faced chuck-chuck. You made a lucky escape for sure. That's a positive way of looking at it. Buddy. Oh, Prince Charles. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that, Mal. Don't romanticize him. You said he was a worm. But he was a prince. He was a prince of the ice and the prince of my heart. Oh, darling. <laughs> Don't cry, Mel. He, he didn't deserve you. He didn't. And ice hockey isn't even a sport. And Canada isn't even a real country, except it's a people on the face of America. Yeah. <laughs> baby around the house has really alerted me to how vulnerable little people really are and how we need to be constantly on the lookout for potentially dangerous fittings and furniture. After the break, I'll be talking about how you can child-proof your home in 10 easy steps. Don't go away. And you clear. Thanks. 10 easy steps, eh? Do you want to hear them? <laughs> I, I think I can hold that for a few more minutes. I'm not stepping on your toes, am I? Stepping on... In what way? I mean, current affairs. I thought safety in the home might be a little too close to the content you usually cover. Oh, no, no. I think it's a great topic. What made you think of it, eh? Just having faith around? Yes, but I did hear this terrible story the other day that made me decide to do the show. Oh, no. You haven't heard the story yet? No, but I just know it's a horrible one about a little baby getting sucked up by a vacuum cleaner or something awful. It's not. I was at this kindergarten speaking to the headmistress there, and... Oh, good heavens! Is Faith going to school already? She can't even walk yet, can she? No, but uh, you need to sign them up early for school. I should have signed her up before she was born, but I never got round to it. Anyway, the headmistress told me about a toddler who was crushed by an electronic gate. V, why tell me these things? He didn't die, but his one leg was crushed. Then why did you say he was crushed by the gate? Because he was. Anyway, the point is the accident would never have happened if there was a safety beam on the gate that stops the gate from closing automatically. Right, good. So you're going to be talking electric gate safety after the break? Mm Mm-hmm. As well as the ten steps. Uh, Doc, are you cross now? No, 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 no. I just don't like to be told morbid stories when I'm... uh... Oh, gosh. Speaking of morbid stories, uh, what about Human Rights Day? Human Rights Day isn't a morbid story. No, but remembering the Sharpville massacre isn't particularly uplifting. Uh, Are you going to mention it? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, please focus on how far we've come since 1960. Right. And say that uh, to celebrate your rights as a human, you must celebrate the rights of every other human on the planet. Okay. That we have rights because of each other, because we need each other to kind of... Doc, sorry to interrupt, Uh, but I won't have enough time to say all that. And I don't know if I can remember the exact words. Oh, well, well, uh, just say you, you... Just say whatever you want. Right. Ten steps to child-proofing your home, the dangers of electric gates and human rights are going live in five, four, three... Have you seen my newspaper? I think Innie put it in the recycling. Oh, won't you go fish it out for me? Oh, nay. Oh, nay? 
Uh, where is the recycling bin? That's what I want to know. By a troth twixt the alley yonder it is. What is wrong with you? I'm speaking Shakespearean. No, you're not. You sound like that little green man from Star Wars. But I don't look like him, do I? I don't know. If we covered you in fur and got some good quality Hessian, you would. Denton! I hear you're going to be directing Taming of the Shrew. What about it? I have to play Kate. I just have to. Can't. Roll's already been cast. Oh, really? I don't know why you'd be so interested. It's Amdram. Am's the new pro. Everyone knows that. Sorry, lovey. The new lead actress of the Dramatic Society was promised the role. What's her name? Um, somebody, someone. And what does she do? I don't know. I've never met her. She's probably terrible. She's a tinker or something. You aren't even listening to me. Mel, you can't have the role. I want to be Bianca, then. No. Why? Are you playing her? Who are you playing? No one. Denton's directing Taming of the Shoe, and I want to play Bianca. What about Kate? Already taken. Sweetie, darling, you know you can't play Bianca. Why? Because, well, because of the fresh rosebuds of... Because of a certain time period that elapses between... Because of the facts of... Because you're too old. <gasps> what? Well, it's only because... Oh, you know, you know, I, I don't mean... Uh, Mel, wait, I'm sorry. Mel, oh. Well, you were an idiot of the day and it's not even 11. Congratulations. But, but, but she's the idiot. Bianca's a young girl. Mel knows she can't play a teenager. Teenagers never play Shakespearean teenagers, Denton. Yes, but there's a limit. Oh, Miss Melissa is crying. We no. know. What happened? Just when Melissa is at her most vulnerable, when she's lost the love of her life, Denton tells her she's old. I didn't say she was old. I said she was too old to play Bianca in Taming of the Shrew. I'm too old to play Harry Potter. You don't see me crying about oh, it. Poor Miss Melissa. The darling. What about me? Now, I'm the bad guy just because... Just because Melissa is delusional about what decade she was born in. I don't feel sorry for you. But imagine being me. I've just inflicted all this pain on Mel because of something beyond my control, and now she hates me. Oh, poor Miss Melissa. She doesn't hate you. She will. She might hate me for the rest of her life. I'll lose a dear friend. And why? Because I can't turn back the years. Oh, oh poor please. Mr. Douglas. We've lost all these players because the five-a-side league's been dead for so long. Yeah, the number of guys there the other night was pathetic. We need to get the message out to more people about what's happening. M maybe we should... Already on it. I've sent emails and SMS to everyone I know, and I've done some networking at the PSL conferences, letting people know that whoever's interested in a kickabout can come over to the warehouse on Tuesday nights. Yo, how brilliant! Silence for head boy! <laughs> Silence for president! Silence for no calls after seven. Who's this now? Private number. Don't answer. Yeah, well, yes, this is Silas. How's it, my friend? Who's this? It's your friend, Byron. You are not my friend, brah. You're a little... A little... Why do you keep phoning me? Well, it's stupid, to... okay? Stop phoning me. Wait, don't have about Yeah? How's my uncle? Why do you... Why don't you just phone him and find out? I did the other day. Only freaked out, eh? I'm not surprised. Okay, nice chatting. No, Bye. wait, wait, Silas. Wait, wait. I, I, I just need to ask you this one thing. What? Can you, like... Score me some more money. I have no doubt that you two will be next in line to receive cries for monetary assistance from my reprobate of a nephew. I don't think Byron has my phone number, Denton. You'll get it somehow, believe me. I wonder if he has mine. Shorty's probably passed it on to him ages ago. Come on, Shorty wouldn't give our personal information just like that. Yes, well, in any event, you already said you wouldn't think twice about being a soft touch. So please, 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 Anil, 
Nerves of steel and just say no. All right. And I wouldn't put it past him to get somebody to petition on his behalf. Like who? Like Mrs. P. Oh, my golly gosh. I'd have a much easier time saying no to Mrs. P than to poor young Byron. Poor young nothing. And don't you believe that for a second, Anil. Woman has inexplicably effective powers of persuasion, almost supernatural. Denton, you're sounding like a raging conspiracy theorist this morning. Veronica, it's the truth. How else do you think she's got me to look after that confounded Frodo so many times? Mm, good point. My only concern is, what if this boy is genuinely stranded in Zim with no cash at all? How is he going to eat? Well, he should have thought of that before departing on this ridiculous jaunt. He's a child, Denton. Of course he didn't think it through. What's the most he could have had on him in cash, huh? A thousand rand? Thereabouts, maybe a little more. Well, that's not going to get him very far, is it? I feel quite sorry for the young chap coming unstuck midway through his adventure. Ah. So what are you going to do, Denton? Expect him to find some work in a curio shop at Vic Falls? No, no, no. I'll wait for him to call me and then assess how dire his financial situation really is. OK, good. And go easy on him. It's probably been his lifelong dream to go river rafting on the Zambezi. And there are far worse things for a boy to borrow a little money for. Ah. Albeit a little sneakily. Oh, enough of our young adventurer. Hey, what's this I hear about you directing another Shakespeare for the local drama society, London? It's the truth, Anil. All thanks to Mrs. P's arm twisting, I'm going to be lending my directorial skills to a production of The Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> no need to pretend to be put upon, Denton. We all know that there's hardly any arm twisting required when it comes to you tackling one of your beloved bard's plays. I did give in quite easily in the end. Have you started casting? Sort of. Um, <coughs> our dear Melissa Montague wanted to audition for the part of Kate. Oh, dear. And here the drama starts. I had to tell her that the society's main leading ladies got the part. But our Melissa wouldn't take no for an answer. Not even for an instant. She immediately insisted that she should be allowed to audition for Bianca. Bianca? The younger sister. Meek and mild. Meek and mild? That doesn't sound like Melissa at all. It's called acting, Anil. More to the point, and not something you can solve with acting, however virtuoso you may be, Mel's just too old for the role. Which Denton did not hesitate to tell her. I had to be honest, V. If I had given her any other excuse, she would have badgered me until I'd been forced to admit it was an age issue. I know, I know. But I can't help feeling for poor Melissa at the moment, and how much she must be longing for a touch of glamour to boost her image. I'm flattered, V, but I must say, good as my work at the Drama Society may be, it isn't exactly the height of glamour. No, not the height of glamour, but I think even a small role in an amateur production would help Melissa's self-worth bounce back from the knock she's just had with this whole Chuck Bonnet business. But uh, Melissa isn't old at all. I mean, certainly she's not in her 20s, but... uh... She's hardly what I would call middle-aged. Oh, Anil, you're a sweetheart for saying that. But we must be honest here. Much as women like to hear they look young and beautiful, if Denton casts a younger sister who looks older than the older sister, he's going to look like he's made a hash job of it. And modest as I may be, you know I do still prize my reputation. Hey, guys. Hi, shorty. I need a strong coffee, except and quick, quick, one time. Hey, my short friend, how's everything at the taxi ride? Nothing else has happened, has it? No, fortunately not. But, yes, my brain and my nerves are taking strain, except. Any word on the driver who was shot? Oh, he's still in hospital, but uh, they've taken him off the critical list. Oh, thank goodness for that. Hey, Mr. Watwat, I've got a favor to ask. What do you need, shorts? Can you buy me breakfast this morning because I'm very much out of moolah all of a sudden? Too much cigarette buying, shorty? (laughs) 
Ah, never. Call me the good Samaritan. I've just sent a few hundred bucks up to Bossy's old baron in Zim. You what? Silas, can I ask you to keep what we discussed the other night at Bra Bruce to yourself? About the... Uh, About the, uh, yeah. Your medical sort of... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just that... Yeah, I, I thought there might be some concerns regarding my health. I mean, uh, just from what I told you, my doctor said. Yeah? yeah but it's all fine. Yes, 100%. I, I was just being a bit alarmist and, well, <laughs> reading too much into what he'd said about the tests. Oh, good. <laughs> That's great. Oh, what a relief. Your doctor came back with good news? Yes, he, um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it was all okay? He said it was, uh, he said it was, uh, it was like some tea, Silas. Uh, do you want to talk about it, Mr. Whitfield? Uh, no, 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 false alarm, no worries. Morning! Good morning, Melissa. Hey, Mel. Oh, everyone is uh, <clears throat> cheerful, I see. I hope it's not for my benefit. No, no, just genuinely pleased to see you, Mel. Because I don't need the kid glove treatment, guys. I'm just fine. Yeah, of course you are. Well, uh, sorry uh, to run, but I, I have to have a little look at my between-the-lines notes before we hit the airwaves. I'll see you later. Ciao, Harry! Uh, cheers, Mr. Whitfield. Uh, Mel, I am, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your boyfriend. He's not my boyfriend anymore, babe. Yes, no, sure. Well, I'm your, your ex-boyfriend then, and the breakup and everything, I'm sorry. Thanks, babe. Um, but you know, these things happen, putting it all behind me, onwards and upwards. And probably for the best. I mean, Canada's so cold, and so are the people, and I think you're totally better off here with your warm-hearted South African friends. Oh, thanks, babe. You're too sweet. Uh, hey, <laughs> so I've been uh, hitting the gym hard to be in shape for my next modeling gig. Are you keeping an eye out for whatever's out there? <laughs> Are you running low on cash, babes, and needing to fill your coffers? Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> well, JP's heading back to our shores soon, so there's going to be some hot stuff lining up. Wow, good news. And thankfully, we don't have to mission off to Toronto again just to get to work with him. Oh, my actual oath. Thankfully for you and me at this stage in life, I cannot wait to see my darlingest JP again. Authorized portrait today, Harold. Good choice. Why, thank you, Doc. Now tell me, are you reviewing it simply because I've been hounding you about it? <laughs> no, Doc. I put it on our to-review list months ago, and it just somehow kept slipping through the cracks. Uh, good. I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one championing Alistair Spock's excellent compilation. Definitely not. Just too many good books coming out at a rate of knots these days. I can only say I'm grateful to hear it. How marvellous that we are seeing so many top-notch South African publications coming out. I gave it a second read this weekend. Do do? Yes. And once again, it made me reflect on what a remarkable man the Arch is. Freedom fighter, compassionate humanist. And, of course, so instrumental in negotiating a peaceful transition to democracy. Mm, yet not compromising his principles. No, 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 no. And he continues to weigh in with thoughtful authority on so many political and ethical debates. An incredible and long life. And I was struck by the volume of work for peace globally he's done in the past 20 years. You know what I particularly liked was the way that Sparks brings in Tutu's daughter. Oh, yes. She's sort of the key lens we see him through. I think she was the perfect intergenerational and personal medium for handling all the interviews with his friends and family and colleagues. Not to mention the critics. 
Always a prickly area in any biography. So? Another must read for all South Africans? Undoubtedly. And perennially timeless in how it reminds us of Tutu's outspokenness against violence across the board in our country. Tell it to the Vugalizners, Harold. Here we go in three, two, one. Yo, but I was in trouble, like say. Yeah, Denton was not very impressed with you, shorty shots. No, not at all. I can't believe you actually went ahead and sent that fool money, bruh. Emuna, hey, are you going to give me a hard time too now? Hey, it's your money, bruh. You can do whatever you like with it. I had to help him out, my brother. The guy can't be stuck up north with no moolah. I agree, shots. We can't leave the boy stranded. Ah, you see. And I must say, I am glad that it's you in the dark box with Denton because if Byron had called me first, I would have done exactly the same thing. Gone straight to the bank and wired him the mullah. Yeah, that's exactly what I did, except quick, quick, one time at the bank. You guys are crazy to even think about giving that dude any more money. And you, my brother, are too hard-hearted, except. He already had his trip up there out of me. The, the guy is a parasite, shorty. And the more you give, the more he's going to take, take, Take and take. Hey, I thought you were his friend, Silas. Going with him to the gym and all. And then he basically steals 500 bucks from me. Any trust I had for Baron van Jarsveld went right out the window. I'm just surprised you guys aren't learning from my experience. Uh, the brother is young and having adventures, Moses. At the expense of his friends. If he isn't a bloodsucker, then tell me why he hasn't called Shorty to thank him for sending the money. Ah, oh, you got a point there, Silas. It's one thing getting yourself into a bit of a scrape. Another not to show gratitude to the people helping you out. Yes. What if he didn't get the money? He got the money, bruh. He's probably spent it already. Uh, I think I better call him just to check. Say. <laughs> Good luck getting hold of him, Shorty. Uh, it was no problem this morning. It was no problem this morning because the scheming little con man was waiting for the bucks. Hey, Silas, just stop it. You are prejudging this young fella. Give him the benefit of the doubt, man, huh? At least for the moment. When he pays me what he owes me, then I'll give him the time of game, Mr. Watakananda. If we can get him on the line, maybe maybe I should have a word with him. Just to let him know that his uncle is very worried about him and all his antics. He's not answering. <laughs> what did I tell you, Shorty? <laughs> it's no good, man. It's... Yeah, Shorty, how's it? Uh, Byron! Hey, did you get the bucks I sent you, Muna? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I was going to pay you later, but, uh, yeah, let's just party right now. Uh, good, good, my yeah, brother. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Byron. Don't be now to party up here in Northern Limpopo. Young, <laughs> the most radical job I've had in ages, bro. Uh, yeah, Byron, uh, very nice. Uh, listen, uh, Mr. Watwat wants to speak to you. Uh, Byron! Byron! What's up? The mean little muho. He's cut me off. That was another episode of Radio VUCA with Samson Kamalo as Doc, Michael Richard as Denton, Malefi Monaisa as Shorty, Graham Hopkins as Harold, Louise St. Clair as Veronica, and Dr. Hasu and Kartlo as Innocence. Melissa is played by Shelley Meskin, Anil by Huey Lowe, Gift by Mpo Osei Tutu, Silas by Rantabeng Makapan, and Ruben by Richard van der Westhuizen. Technical production is by Karin Gravit, Neria Makwena, and Mbabi Machiba. Head writer is Paul Slabalepsi, with script editing and direction by Bruce Miller. And you can get all the latest lowdown on the show by visiting the Radio VUCA page on Facebook. And now you can listen to an omnibus edition of the week's episodes by going to YouTube and searching for Radio VUCA.